cliffcentral.com. Renegade Report. It's another instalment, another episode. Ramon? Another superb episode uh, coming up, as always. Uh, great guest, if yeah. I say so myself. Yeah, although, although he has pointed out it's better when we disagree with people, so uh, we're going to have I mean, some good, some I mean, good conflict. I'm shit sure. guest. Don't listen to him. He's wrong. He's terrible. He's terrible. He disagrees with us. He hurts our feelings. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, you're listening to this, uh, it might be my last uh, show because I'm going to the homeland of ISIS uh, very shortly. And so when, when this is released, I will be there. Yeah, um, Paris. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to, to Paris. Um, and uh, who knows if I, will, if I shall return. Uh, but if I do, it will continue. And if I don't, I'm sure it will continue anyway. Uh, we'll have a please, small please memorial. Please, none of those shitty eulogies that say what a great guy I was. Just be honest. You know, say, you can stand yeah. up and, and say, uh, wait, wait, guest wants to say something. Well, so am I right that in this section, audition as co-host? If this goes okay, then I can step in. You know, we'll see how it goes. Rich, <laughs> Rich, we spoke about this prior to the podcast. You weren't supposed to say that uh, live. <laughs> damn it, damn it. Oh, the plan's out. I've already started replacing you. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, so uh, you've already heard his voice. Our guest this week is Rich Mulholland. Uh, you will know him from the reality check on Gareth Cliff's show in the morning. Every Monday, hey? That's correct. When you, when you kind of get out of bed. Yes. In time. Absolutely. Yeah. When I manage. Uh, and, uh, obviously Rich, also owner of Missing Link, uh, Human Rights, and not all of them, just a company <laughs> called that. And, uh, and then a worldwide speaker, um, presenter, expert on all of these kinds of things. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming. You're a busy man. You're difficult to get to, to, to pin down. Sorry. Thanks very much for having me, though. That, that's super rad. No, you don't have to be sorry about that. Screw that, man. It's good to be busy. It's actually not good to be busy. That, the fact that people are happy about being like busy has become a status symbol. What are you? Are you busy? Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Like, you're fucking losing it. Life. Don't be busy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Being busy is a failing. Like, masturbating three times a day, that's your winning. If you have time to, you don't have to actually do it, but if you have time to, you're winning. If you can't squeeze in a quick scommel at some point in your day, you're not winning at life. You're losing at life. Don't be busy. Anyway. Well, the thing about wanking, on the one hand, is quite nice. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> that's, that's a Bo Burnham joke. That's don't. Nice. Yeah. Joke appropriation already has happened. <laughs> right. So, uh, geez, should we get straight into Let's it? Let's get productive, not busy. There's a difference. Right. So, um, what, what is, what is human rights? Uh, what is, is, it's a company of yours. Yeah. Something about notebooks. Yeah. We have these wee notebooks. They're uh, square. It's human rights, W-R-I-T.es. So that's a, uh, like I thought it was a cool domain. <laughs> and, uh, uh, what happened is I went to see the speaker and she's this old Jewish, uh, lady who was like an apartheid activist and she was like proper legit, like hardcore. She's like, they're charterous now. like, fuck them. <laughs> and, uh, her name's Helen Lieberman. And I, I was in a talk. You know, sometimes you sit in an audience and you listen to somebody. And in fact, it was one when I looked at the kind of the speaker person coming up. She's got this charity. I thought this is going to be like an NGO type 
thing. And I wasn't expecting much. I went more for the networking. And this woman blew me away. Afterwards, I thought, like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. I've done nothing. Like, this woman's done everything. So she was saying, like, in South Africa, we have a problem. And it was, like, two problems with a common solution. The one was we all have these housekeepers. And then they retire, and they're 60, and they go home, and they've got nothing. And their kids have to spend the, send the money and all of that, and that's all fine. Yeah. But imagine your entire self-worth has been connected to a family that's just stopped existing. And your purpose is gone. Like everything you're doing, you're a yeah. housekeeper to a family. You've raised often yeah, they're children your, they're your and kids, things basically. and stuff. Yeah. And then you retire and you lose this. And so she saw this problem where there was all these women who they, they've kind of gone back home to die. Like it's quite a depressing. There's fuck all going on. Yeah. So then what she realized, there was a second problem. And the second problem was uh, primary schools. You can, if you don't have money, you can get primary school education in South Africa for free, which is great. The problem is by the time you, a young black kid from a township gets to that age, they've missed out on the whole preschool, things like this. Now, I have young kids. By the time my kids got to grade one, they've already learned a ton of shit. Like they they understand books and things and stuff. And, you know, in our house, we've got a library and lo- lots of books and stuff. So my kids have been exposed to things. These poor guys arrive and basically they're on the back food from the beginning. Right. And she was like, holy shit, this is a real problem. So she decides, why don't we try and merge the two? Because if I'm going to teach all these kids, it's difficult. What if I teach these nannies, these housekeepers, to read, to teach the other kids? So she starts these things called educare facilities. And the government keeps trying to tell her, stop. This is illegal. And this is like, back off. (laughs) (laughs) And so they keep closing these schools. And she calls them educare facilities. So she trained these housekeepers to be teachers. And then so, and the third problem is these young black parents, they don't have money. They have to go to work. They don't have cash. But so they've got to leave the kids with other family members and all kinds of things. Now they send the kids to these little, and it's amazing. I went to visit a bunch of them. They've got like organic farmyards. There's a thousand of them. In, in the Western Cape alone. In the wow. facility, a thousand facilities, educate facilities. Educate facilities. Oh, right. This woman, I was like, fuck man, this is amazing. So I go up to her after the talk. I said, well, what do you want to do? She says, well, um, I said, how can I help? She said, um, well, here's the thing that frustrates me is that, you know, we keep on getting these things donated, uh, these books and things and stuff, but there's all like, like I'm taking Jack and Jill to, to young black kids in the township. And it just, it's just not resonating. She says, it's a pity because we have such beautiful, amazing African stories. And I wish we could share those with the kids, but we don't have the books. All the hand-me-down stuff we get is all stuff that's already created. So I was thinking about this and I got called by two friends of mine in Cape Town and they had this idea of doing a plus one business around marketing, you know, buy one, give one. And we ended up having this breakfast. We call it the Greens. It was Greens in, in Long Street. And we, uh, we had Eggs Benedict. Like, I remember all of it. And we decided, no, fuck it. Why don't we try and take a bit of that thinking? And we all like, and we bought these notebook ideas and we came up with this thing. And the idea was, what if we could create a notebook for ideas that every time you did it, 10 kids would have an, a place for theirs, like this, this book for theirs. So we built human rights. And these, uh, I'll show you them when we finish. The, these little notebooks, mm. uh, use kind of like moleskin, but I think they're much cooler, much better. But every time we, we sell one, we either give away 10 books of these black and white books to kids, or we give one kid three full color, uh, storybooks. And it's a rad little business. I'm pretty proud of it. And it's been working with the Campo Labantu. We've given away thousands and thousands of these books. I mean, I'll never really make money. I, I guess it could if it was an effort. But it's pretty rad. And I feel like we're doing something cool. Yeah, it's doing something, something cool. good. It's... And I like the idea of fixing shit at its source. Right. Because it's much – It's I, so I don't know if you've ever peed in Garris' toilet here. <laughs> have you ever peed in Garris' toilet? <laughs> it should be like a status uh, symbol. It, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's unpleasant to in say the, the studio, least. Yeah, yes. So in the studio here, have you seen how high that urinal is? It is. I walked down and I was like, holy fuck, man. This is a high urinal. So I'm 
standing there and I understood <laughs> it's a bizarre, bizarre thing that I think for the first time in my life I've completely understood this concept of white privilege because I, I sometimes fight against it and things. And here's the problem. <laughs> I said nothing to do with the size of my knob, right? But what happens, I was looking at this thing and I thought every bit – I don't think I'm particularly short now. I'm certainly not tall, but I'm kind of average-ish. Yeah. yeah. But my entire life I was a head shorter up until matric when I grew. I had all these insecurities because I was a short kid. So I come to this toilet and all these insecurities come back like, holy fuck, this, this is, this is, this is my youth. This is why I got beat up at school. I can't pee. High urinals. Like you, when you have to go into the crapper because you think like, oh shit, only tiptoes can I pee in this thing. And I realized, wow, all my insecurity issues at 41 stemmed from, I'm not short now, but stemmed from being short then. And I thought, fuck, I think I'm starting to understand this white privilege thing. It doesn't matter what you've got now. Right. If you came from someplace where it was shit, your insecurities get built in there. And I guess, that's the the reason why I think uh, I, I could give a shit about university students who got paid for university complaining about how crap their life is. I understand there was a problem there, but like they must, I feel like they've got to suck it up the same way we have to suck up a bunch of stuff. But I think what we have to be doing is helping the next generation of kids maybe to get something that's right. So it's, it's about opportunities at the bottom, right? It's about the structures at the bottom to ensure a sort of equality of outcomes at the end yep. somehow. Yeah. Put a fence at the top of the cliff, not an ambulance in the valley. Right. Right. No, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I didn't expect the urinal analogy to work, yeah. but it does. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, exactly. Yeah. High, high urinal. I can see, why, a, I can a, see why you're a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually took a photo of it. I was like, oh, this is material. I could totally use this. Yeah. Uh, right. So we were talking off air and uh, it's a, it's a, I want to get into it because uh, there's this uh, past week or so we've had, and by the time you listen to this, it'll be a couple of weeks back. So you probably would have even forgotten it because that's the nature of social justice. Move on quickly. Um the this pastor's coming wants to come to South Africa. Some American guy. I, I have to be honest. I didn't even know he existed before they made a big deal of it. Um, typical Strassland effect. Uh, and he wants to come to South Africa. This guy basically preaches that you should kill gay people. Uh, you know, he reads the Bible. The Bible says we should kill gay people, which uh, if you've read your Bible, it does. Um, and so he tells his congregation to do so. He wants to come to South Africa. He, does it actually tour. say you should kill them or does it say that, that they're abominations? I think and again, later it says abominations should be destroyed. So, so uh, anyone who listens to the show can correct me. But as far as I know, it says both. Um, I think the punishment for the abomination is is death. Is oh death. no, fair enough. I mean, the um, Bible, the Bible's a fucking horror story. So don't. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I can believe it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but thank goodness, most you know elements of of Christianity and and, and Judaism have grown out of the we, let's kill people because they do things we don't like. Um, anyway, he wants to come to South Africa, wants to preach this kind of stuff, uh, and everyone goes wild. Um, and so they. They start petitioning, and he was going to stay at the Protea Hotel, so they petitioned the Protea Hotel, and now he's not going to be allowed to stay there. Fine, they're a, they're a private business. They're allowed to to do that. He's going to have, apparently, some get-together at Spur. You know, that's that's really high class. Spur and um, Wimpy, yeah. Spur and Wimpy. Man, if you guys are going to knock Wimpy, I'm leaving right now. <laughs> yeah. It is not a road trip without a Wimpy stop. <laughs> Yeah, but then, you know, then you've got to find one of those, uh, not even urinal, you've got to find a toilet a little while later sometimes with the, the, some of those road places. Wimpy, dude, Harry Smith, I'm, we're going, we're road tripping it. We're doing a show from the road in a car. We're going to go down, we're going to eat Wimpy, Harry Smith, we're going to come back. Why the Sun City Drive? Like it doesn't count as a drive. 
Yeah, all right, fine. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> so I'm what's, in. what's the principle, John? But, yeah. but the principle. So the but bottom line is, uh, everyone's going nuts. They want to stop him from kind of coming to that. Now they want to stop him from coming to South Africa. They want uh, to petition. There's a petition to stop the government from allowing him into the country. Your thoughts? I absolutely think banning him from a hotel is an amazing idea. Yeah. Uh, banning him from the spur is a fantastic idea. Uh, protesting outside his church when he comes here is possibly a great idea. Banning him from coming is the worst idea I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah. This is absurd. The assholes exist. Like it's, and, and you know, people need to understand, like this was, was, the, I was, it's actually in, in the book I wrote, I talk about this idea of polarizing ruthlessly. If you want to, luckily, bizarrely, there is a market uh, for people who hate gay people, and this guy's willing to corner one little small bigoted, assholey section of the, of the market. You know what we should do is we should let him come, so we can see, so who we his can see is. who his mar- who his market is, <laughs> because all the people going there now we know we, we get it's like a pool of assholes, like like it's like a fantastic if you attend, but. The bottom line is people should be allowed to have an opinion that's different to yours, and we should see them as crackpots. You must understand, like, I see the reason he shouldn't be allowed to speak is the indoctrination of religion in general, I think, is a bad thing. Now, I understand that might seem too offense, offensive to other people, but that's why I don't push that agenda. I do feel it's indoctrination of a historical fairy tale that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But while I have one point of view that, that I try and live towards and do things, I certainly feel that you should have your rights to believe in, in... Yeah, but surely freedom says he should be able to come speak and free adults should be able to go listen to him. I mean, it's different yes, to he goes to a school where kids are forced to say listen to him. Right, and then as free adults can play gay porn during his sermon. Yes, no, sure. People can do, I guess, whatever as, they want. As a protest, how awesome would that be, though? We're achieving nothing as a society by banning him from arriving. I just, just the reverse, which, which we sort of discussed a little bit, which is, um, there was, uh, uh, some other wedding venue a while back in Joburg, which, uh, refused to allow gay people to attend. And people wanted to legislate. In fact, uh, Pierre de Foss even wrote a piece on it, um, saying that, no, no, what they're doing is unconstitutional. Um, because it's discriminatory, but as businesses, you're allowed to, dis- essentially, you are allowed to do that with your business. You're allowed to decide no, but, who but you But the serve. problem is the consumer discriminates between businesses all the time. Uh, you love Wimpy. I think it's awful. I mean, I'll, go, I'll go to Mike's kitchen. That's discrimination, right? But no one ever says that's unfair. Well, that's choice. It is discriminate. Discrimination is, is choices. Well, I guess it would be different if you turned around and said it would be discriminate. Me not going to somebody's house because they have a, a certain point of view mm. is one thing. Me not letting somebody into my company because that point of view is something is, – there's actually – it's a subtle, but it, but it's slightly different. So, But the thing for me with, it, with that – remember that And Brent from the station uh, yeah. spoke out quite – you know, he was quite vehement about it, and he said a whole big social media thing, and it ended up another big. Oh, oh dude, I never knew he got involved in that. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, so he got this whole protest going, and he was very, very proud. And this is a very close friend of mine. Yeah. But um, I, like, I took him to task a bit because so they they cancelled the, a beer fest that was happening the week before, and this was a, a victory for gay rights. But to me, you're not you're not. The, the, what the guy went on and said was, is he said, please understand. That for me, in my religion, because he's quite a devout Christian as opposed to most Christians who actually don't really know, they don't read the Bible or anything. They just, they've inherited it like a, like a nationality. Mm. You know, religion is not something you're born with. It's like something. And, um, 
And this guy turned around and said, but according to the book that I live my life by, and it's the only thing you've got, right? If you, if you really want to argue Christianity, it's not even like Judaism where there's a spoken uh, Bible uh, Torah that comes through the rabbis. You've just got the book in, in Christianity. That's it. Everything's written there. Yeah. And, and what's written there says that gay, being gay is wrong. So this guy said, it's against my religion. This is a venue, and I'm a religious person. I can't allow this to happen. Now, the real argument is this isn't a gay rights issue. This is an issue around, I guess, religious freedom. And it's very, very tricky uh, to do that. And so while I do believe that um, it's wrong, and I certainly don't want to go to this guy's venue, and I don't want to attend weddings there, and I think that's all cool, I think there's some degree of if we're going to allow religious freedom, then we have to allow it. To the and again, like you, it's the same as freedom of speech. You can't stop the speech you don't like. Um, so if you're going to have freedom of speech, you let people say what they want, no matter what they say. But now the irony is, if you look at Brent two weeks ago, as I said, the SABC with tape over his mouth arguing for freedom of speech on one side, but on the flip side, saying this guy isn't yeah. allowed to ban so, gay people in there. So I think. You know, for me, it's about trusting the market because in America, they had the same thing. The uh, bakers who didn't uh, bake the cake for the gay wedding. Uh, But that was more insidious than that. They actually did a lot of research beforehand. Before they actually went to that bakery. They oh, so they, they nailed them on purpose. Oh, they nailed them on purpose. But, 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 point, but then, point being but is then, that, sorry, yeah. Stephen Crowder yeah. went to Muslim bakeries and he said, can you bake a cake for my Jewish wedding? And they all refused. And he says, okay, that's fine. But there's no outrage there, right? It's it's a, they nailed the Christians only. And it, it, but to I me, mean, it, that is historically what you do to Christians. But to me, it, <laughs> actually, it was more Jews. But yeah. <laughs> but to me, it's very simple. I mean, in the American example, they actually took them to court and they ended up paying like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine or something ridiculous. Yep. Um, and to me, it's just like okay, that those guys they're homophobic. They don't want to b- uh, bake uh, cakes. Um, the, this uh, venue doesn't want to have uh, gay people. So let everyone know and the people who stand by liberal values which is yes let him have his bigoted views but we don't support him right that's true liberalism absolutely freedoms if he was a if that guy went on to become a government minister and he tried to stop gay people from getting married well then i would be having a fundamentally different conversation because then it is an issue of gay rights yeah, absolutely he's not saying gay people cannot get married yeah. he's simply saying on that my land on on his in, in his property because it goes against his religion that's a core of his entire belief system yeah. his operating system yeah. doesn't allow it and you so you either then have to decide you're, you're anti-christian but it's not about him this is about his belief system well, the, I, the best case about that is that Sodwana Bay guy. Did you notice that about a month ago? A guy in um, Sodwana Bay guest house, and he sends an email to a black potential customer. He says, we don't take ANC members or blacks. <laughs> so, okay. And then Did the you t- not see this? Then the no. TV, the Oak is crazy. No, he's I mean, mad. He's insane. The, the TV crews went there. He's, it's him. He looks like a prophet. Like He looks like a Jesus haircut, everything. It's like and Jesus says, crossed with a hippie. And he says, you don't – apricots and peaches don't go together. <laughs> Black people are always subservient to the white people. And he's written this and, whole book. And I am the king of the world. On the conspiracy like, like, of apartheid. Like a complete nutcase. And people go, wow. I'm like, this guy's a fucking nutcase. And you're worried about him. I mean, come on. See, I guess this is, I mean, this, this point here, though, it's so bizarre because, and maybe this is just showing my, like, you're making me question my whole argument because it's exactly the same thing, right? It's identical. It's exactly the same thing. Sure. But... Like, 
Yeah, well, again, I, I guess I have to say, I, I think the one thing is the, is the reason for me where I have slightly more patience for the, the guy out in the cradle in the wedding venue is that for him, he almost feels guilty about it. He can't quite understand his, himself. Like he was saying, he was apologetic about it, but he was saying it's against my religion. Yeah, I'm I standing by it because of my religion. Whereas I, this guy's just standing by it because of his bigoted point of view. There was no basis. No, because he's a lunatic. But that, that yeah. guy there is probably that Christian guy. Right. I, I'm willing to bet he probably tries to live a very good Christian life, tries to do yeah. good things, yeah. and, and in every which which way. But unfortunately, there's a bit of bad code in his operating but isn't that, system. Doesn't that, doesn't that apply to everyone? I mean, we don't know uh, what Penny Sparrow does in her spare time. All I'm saying, yeah, if, but, yeah. if the Ku Klux Klan wanted a wedding at my wedding venue, I'd say no thanks, guys. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Yeah, the, the what you, you call them Baptist Church. Yeah, you can't the West Borough Baptist West Church. And, and, yeah. and, and, and the nature of, of the market of business. I mean, if if you as your business, if you were, uh, you know, saying, well, we we just don't do business with black people, for example, um, it would the word would spread, and hopefully, in a you know freedom loving sort of non bigoted society in general. Uh, you would lose business and go out of business. And, and then, you, you know, in, in that process, you, you maybe don't change as a person, but your business is no longer For exists sure. as a problem in that space. Um, it's the same with the, with the wedding venue. It's the same with the, this guy who owns this sort of hotel. You let the market so. choose. <laughs> Yeah, the market, a lot, for everyone who talks about freedom of speech, and I guess this SBC thing, and definitely in Brent's defense, was a completely different point of view. I mean, this was about the, like, there's absolutely a different form of freedom of speech. But we talk about freedom of speech, but I think we mean freedom of my speech. Yeah. Oh, and that's absolutely. fucked up. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, so, so um, uh, look, I don't, I think the initiative around the SABC, I understand why people are doing it. Uh, that's people, an extreme I, I example, that's and I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, no, at not at all. Um, but it's, it's. I would criticize it. No, I'm in just saying it's. You, you think uh, SABC should be allowed to. Oh, no, not SABC. Censorship? But, but during the, the course of the protest, the journalists see themselves as this paragon of free speech bullshit. I mean, uh, they're very happy for, uh, you know, to shut down a lot of speech in their, in their own columns and, and newspapers. But, for sure. But they're happy to point out the ideas accuracies that, elsewhere. Yeah, they all tell their point of view. Yeah. You know what I like about, I guess, America and its weirdness and its bipartisanishness is that you kind of know if you watch Fox, right. you're going to get a point of view. Oh, but it's so entertaining. I mean, it's absolutely entertaining. It's so bizarre. I'm sorry. They choose their woman because they're good looking. Have you seen Megan Kelly? <laughs> wow. <laughs> but this is the thing. But, but like, and, and so, so, and I guess that's where this whole freedom thing comes back to is if you, if you're going to be, if you're going to argue about freedom of speech on one hand, then you've got to allow freedom of opinion has to be a thing. But well, and, until it infringes on somebody's right to live a, a, but when does speech life. ever do that? I mean, I, I'm pretty much a free speech absolutist. Ramon is as well. Are you now? No, I that, am. That's a new revelation. No, no, no. I've, I've said, I've said the only, the only times I have a slight problem with free speech as an absolute is essentially if you're standing in front of a baying mob, uh, and you tell the baying mob to do something, but I, but, but there's the argument's been presented to me that, for example, uh, they're still individuals. They still have the choice to listen to you or to not, but I, I think that the the lines do get a bit gray because with with the crowds of people uh, listening to you know their leader, it becomes problematic um, in terms of that. But in general, I am relatively a free speech absolutist. Where do you fit, where do you fit in on the sort of spectrum? If I, if I could, if I, if I was like, a, if it was a genie and I could fix things, I would put a gag order on people who couldn't back up what they say with some degree of research. That would be where I would stand. No one would talk. 
Right. Yeah, no one would talk. Like, let, alone, like, let alone that statement right there. Where's the evidence for that? For uh, the genie. For the, for the gang order. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I just feel like, like sometimes I think, fuck, I wish idiots didn't speak quite so much. I wish people, like, I'm, I'm willing to sit here and listen to what you said about that dude and, and completely question what I'd said two minutes before to the point that I had to think, shit, was I wrong there? Let me, okay. let me try to think but it idi- through. Idiots have been speaking since the beginning of time, right? And I, I think we are as advanced as we have been as a race or species or whatever you want to call us. Human, the human race. John. Human race. Um, we're advanced as, as we, because we've let idiots speak and then we've gone, no, we've realized as a larger group that he's an idiot. Yeah, it's taken some dodgy shit to happen Bullshit. to get we, there. We fucking join them as idiots. But, but that polarization, in fact, you're right. We need the idiots because if. Well, if it's good and evil argument. We, we kind of need to have that one thing, point of view. Sometimes I struggle with my point of view. Like, where do I stand on something? And I'm not sure where I stand on it. And then somebody says something, it gives me a relative argument, a relative point yeah, to, in one to, side. To I'm like, against. ah, okay, wait, I'm against that. Okay, cool. Now I know which way I'm going. Like, like I, I feel like I, I wouldn't even know to call myself if I'm left or right. Like, I, I think I'm a pretty center, centered uh, type of person Extre- around certain Extreme things. center. Yeah. Like, I, I, I do that to people as well. They often ask me, what are you? Uh, extreme center. I'm like, no, but you, are you for Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton? No, they're both shits. Oh, yeah. but you can't really say that. Yes, I fucking well, can. <laughs> so I was having this. I was in, speaking in Austin uh, like a month ago. And so I'm sitting with this dude, this entrepreneur friend of mine. And he started a peanut butter business. And he described the problem with the peanut butter industry in such a way I thought, ah, now I understand politics. And what happened, he said, when he grew up, <laughs> when he grew up, it was amazing because he, peanut butter was like a wholesome American family values, PB and J. And he, he really described it with a, with a way, I guess, we talk about Mari biscuits or, you know, condensed milk or rice. It's like very much part of your upbringing. Yeah. And for him, this was a real, real Americanism. Yeah. And I actually think it's fair to say it probably is quite an American kind of thing. And he says, so, so then what happens is he grows up. Now, he, this guy was a publisher, by the way. Now owns a peanut butter business, but he was a publisher. So he grows up. And what happened is in order of mass production and things like this, uh, the peanut butter had become extremely unhealthy, extremely, extremely unhealthy. It was like mass produced. And it was all preservatives and sugars and shit like this to the point that it was really, really junk food. Yeah. And it was actually bad. And you shouldn't be giving it to your kids. And some schools started banning it because of the sugar really content. Peanut butter and, anymore. Right. And it was like peanut flavored sugary yeah. substance. And so what happens? It got banned completely. And he, he found that his kids weren't allowed to take peanut butter to school. And he thought, well, this is crazy because he's fit and he's healthy and he didn't feel unhealthy when he was young. But then, so he went to Whole Foods, which is like this American yeah, chain and things like this. Like Woolworths gone vegan. Yeah. Yeah. Vigworths. Okay. Yeah. Wool vegan. Okay. <laughs> so he goes to the whole other side, it's all this organic stuff, and he buys, uh, uh, the most insipid looking shitty peanut butter he's ever seen in his life. And it's like this whole peanut hand cracked by virgins, blah, blah, blah. And it's got the oil all dripping to the top. So on one side, he's looking at, he's got his kids standing there with him. On one side, he's got the unhealthy option on the far right. Which looks appealing. Which, which, which looks delicious, but he knows is wrong. On the other side, he's got this uncomfortably horrible thing that he knows is healthy, but it's really shit. And he thought, how did this happen? And his feeling is that they boomeranged uh, far. His business is called Home Plate. And the way he described it to me is based on a baseball triangle. Yeah. Is that we hit too far afield. If you hit out of that, but you hit out of bounds the one way. Yeah. And then what it's we a started foul doing, a foul ball. Yeah. So, so what they did to fix it is they just swung the complete opposite direction. And he was like, this is shit. What we need to do is just make good peanut butter again. Yeah. That's my 
political. You're 100% on the mark. Yeah. So that's why Donald Trump needs to be the next American president. <laughs> it's exactly why. Because they, Americans have swung so far left, they're going to go back to the right with Donald Trump. He's not really right, but, but on some things, they're going to swing right. And the next election cycle, there might be a hope of actually having two candidates who are half decent. Like who actually come from the centrist argument that you, See, you're I, coming from? I think the problem is that what will happen is it'll, it'll be if if I lob a big shot to you, you'll be lobbing an even harder shot. And I think and what it we'll actually ends, get more, is more, and left more, more extreme right. left and more right. And this is the problem with a bipartisan point of view on anything. Like like well, that's the problem with democracy. I think we just need benevolent dictators. Democracy is completely fucked. Like it's a really what, yeah. bad idea. Capitalism is fucked. Democracy is fucked. It's a stupid idea. What Imagine do mean, a, what do you mean? Capitalism is fucked. Cap- capitalism is stupid. Okay, well, hold on. Let's stick with democracy. We'll get to. Can I start with democracy and we'll do right, capitalism? Right. Capitalism is a joke. Democracy is a uh, uh, democracy. The, no sensible business would ever run with a democracy. No. You would never appoint a CEO based on a vote of all people. Of all would, the employees. It wouldn't even be smart. Right. right, it's not. It doesn't. It's a nonsensical approach. Okay, so so from what a political is, perspective, though, how do businesses do it? What are autocracies? Meritocracies. They're in, in a perfect world, it would be a meritocracy. Well, there you go. Benevolent dictators. Bene- well, no, because benevolent dictators basically fuck everybody until they get to the top. To some benevolent, maybe not so much. Oh, Singapore, but dictators. Right. Right, right. Yeah, Q, yeah. Whatever his name is, he was yeah, a yeah. Benevolent, dictator. benevolent dictator. Yes, but I guess to me, is it should be some degree of fireable. Uh, uh, a, imagine we had a mandate to do a certain thing and you could be fired by the people and they could vote on you yeah. against uh, some degree of an order. Bear in mind though, I think, uh, capitalism and, uh, democracy to a large degree were exactly that banding effect I just discussed. Mm. Is that people had no rights. So if, if you have no rights, the, the logical thing is to give everybody the same rights. And I, I, don't get me wrong. I don't think people shouldn't have rights. I think the way they exercise those rights should be equal, but it should function in a different way. It shouldn't simply be everybody gets a vote and whoever has the most votes wins. The idea that this Brexit thing could swing on such a small percentile is, is, is ridiculous to me. Like no choice of that much significance. And the truth is, you know, I, I would stand here and tell you, I think it's horrifically bad. Mm. Up until the day before Brexit, I had no fucking opinion on it whatsoever. Like everybody else. I, I actually don't know. I mean, I know people tell me it's bad and it's idiotic and all these things. Yeah. You're okay. listening to the wrong people. Yeah. But, but just on democracy, you, you know, you say it's terrible, but, but for example, use the Brexit vote. You say like the swing is, you shouldn't be allowed something that important should be able to swing. Fine. There are ways to add caveats to democracy. Two-thirds which, majority. Exactly. Things like that. Um, why couldn't we say things like you're saying, all right, some, any idiot can become, you know, if you uh, open up your company and say, all right, vote for the CEO and everyone likes the hot secretary, right? Then he becomes the CEO um, because everyone thinks he's good looking. Um, whereas – uh, you could put things into a democracy where you say it still has to be somewhat merit-based. So, uh, no, uh, this person can't be president because we want them to have X type of education, X type of experience. Uh, we want them to have proven themselves in the following ways. We're going to limit them. It's going to be far more limiting. So you could never end up with a situation like Jacob Zuma if you did something like that. You couldn't even end up with Hillary Clinton. Well, there should be a qualification. Um, or Donald Trump, for that matter. Imagine there was. A, imagine you could actually have to, if you wanted to run a country, if well, you well, want to run a, a big firm, you probably have to have a degree of some sort. I don't have any degrees. Imagine there was a degree. Well, this is the argument put forward is that uh, Donald Trump is not qualified to be American president. 
well, uh, you guys don't have any qualifications. There's nothing yeah. written down that requires you to be qualified. Ronald Reagan was an actor. Yeah, but qualifications are bullshit. I think you need experience. I think every politician, a potential one, has to have 15 years experience in the job market as an employee or whatever. But at least qualifications are a joke. Yes. Now. I agree. But would, how would you feel about people driving without having a driver's license? Perfectly fine. See, I wouldn't be. I like the idea that my children are on the road and the people have gone through a certain Why, degree though? of understanding. Because insurance is more important than driver's license. If they've got insurance, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, not not if they kill my kids. And and here's right. the thing. And and I guess that's why for me is qualifications are for the most part. I find like a very very. I think what we need is a knowledge, not certification. However, there are certain things where I'm comfortable that there's a certification. I'm not going to send my kids to an operation with a guy who doesn't have a medical degree. Yeah, and, but and but hold on. What about someone doing a driver's license? Do you think makes him a good driver? So no, no. I just want them to understand the basic functions of what of, we're a, doing. of a car, right? And, a, and the, no, less about actually about the car, but more about the about road. The road. So, so, but I get, I mean, and even on this thing, I like, I think if you're going home today and yeah. you think about it, you probably think, okay, that qualification actually makes kind of more sense to me. Like, there's a, there's a, some degree of sense that it makes to have people have some qualification for certain things. But you're right. right. I'm not saying you should have an MBA in running a country, but it would be quite nice if he had like high school. Like, so we have a, some degree of, of an education. No, look, I agree. I'm not as uh, anti degrees as I think, I think as, that's as called subtweeting. Um, high school, yeah, yeah. very subtweeting <laughs> yeah. on a podcast. Um, but but <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I, I I think you could look at ways to to structure it. Uh, but I agree with you that that doesn't make democracy necessarily more, bad. No, more performance criteria. So so what's happening in in America? What's happening in South Africa? Is we have these people to vote for, right? And that's who we have. So then the democratic process happens. We vote for them. But if there was a system which says this person cannot possibly stand for that office, then we wouldn't have to vote for that idiot. So let me tell you what I would rather do instead of voting for a person. The idea of floor crossing and stuff like this is completely broken. You know, like the fact that I can vote in you yeah, because you, you represent an ideal your... and then you say, just kidding, bitches, and then you move. That doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> that, that's not d- democratic. That, that's a lie. Imagine democracy was voting on policy. To some, voting on principles or key Ooh, performance. But of course, but democracy is dangerous. But imagine we had performance indicators like CEOs of big companies have for uh, elected officials. Imagine there was it. Imagine you could just very, very easy get fired. You didn't have to be impeached. You didn't have to have all of these things. Like, like you didn't do your job very well. Mm. And this is my so worry. So if your KPR the, falls below eighty percent for the year, that's it. You're for done. sure. New and, and you can start by firing your board or your things like this. And imagine if uh, in Britain they have a far better backbencher. Uh, if you ever watch, and I, I've actually seen them kind of cycling around uh, a lot now. Well, it's a TV show called Yes Minister, and then it became oh. called Yes Prime Minister. Oh, and there's little skits it's, of it. It's a bit of an old one, yes. Very, very old. I mean, I was like, I was a kid. But it's hilarious about how these politicians are basically puppets for, for career backbenchers. But actually, that lie works a little bit more efficiently. Because those guys know what's going on. They've been around. They see presidents come, prime ministers come and go and things like this. And they just can make sure that things run. And that's why a lot of times things don't change nearly as much as we expect they would. Yeah. My one worry about the Donald Trump thing, just to go back there a second, is that George Bush got a second term. Yeah, he was great. W. I mean, like, I was, I <laughs> you know really the great? was a, a bigger shock to me. He was awful in every single sense. No, nah, he wasn't awful in every single sense. And yes, every single day that Obama's in the presidency, he makes George Bush look better. That's the, that's the worst part of it. I mean, you've got. Why'd you say that? You've got. Well, um, 
I'll give you the Dallas speech, for example. Go listen to, if the, if the, you know, listeners haven't done this, go listen to the speech George Bush gave at the Dallas. I keep forgetting there's actually listeners. Like, I genuinely thought that we were just, just having a just discussion. A, yeah, no, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Um, it's how we like it. But that's the point. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you go listen to the speech, uh, George Bush gave and go listen to the speech Barack Obama gave. Is that the funeral of the Dallas the, cops and, that and, were and, shot and, down? And, and, and sorry, but George Bush was far, he was far better at saying what you would expect someone at that level to say um, without trying to politicize any specific issue. Okay, look, he doesn't have to politicize any issue. Um, but a lot of the things that, that, that Obama has done um, were cock-ups by Bush, and then Obama went and made them worse. For example, Iraq was made worse by what Obama did not better. Um, because he was trying to win political points. So uh, pulling out left a vacuum created essentially yeah, the ISIS. But, my, yeah, sure, but it's not Obama necessarily team. worse. Hey, it's not it, necessarily worse. In Iraq, well, it, it is now. It's, it's, it's have you seen that differently pie, shit. Have you seen the pie chart of how many people Saddam Hussein killed and how many people have been killed since he's gone? It's like literally the entire pie chart is how many people Saddam Hussein killed, and then it's slight small slivers. So even though it's, yeah, it's but you don't know that going in, right? If I if I'd said to you, no, you if, never know. You, this you, going you're in. talking with the benefit of hindsight. Yeah. If I'd asked you, if we were sitting in a podcast, and I said to you right now, you can push a button today, uh, years ago, and Saddam Hussein will stop being who he Dick. is, and he'll, or he'll die. Yeah. And the truth is, but none of us, we'll all have the right to push the button. And if any two of us, like Prisoner's Dilemma, if any two of us push the button, he dies. Almost certainly, he would have died. Yeah. Oh, he was a complete dick. Well, right? So what I'm saying is, so, so we blame, like, there's well, he, unintended he, consequences of what have happened that I don't think any of us he, would, have he would have seen. He would have died, but how? Every, every, with, with respect, Rich, every single fucking war, yeah. the America tries to change democracy somewhere, whatever, it's always a fuck up. Oh, don't Vietnam, get me wrong. I'm not saying American. I'm not, I'm not supporting their, their ideals in general. I mean, Vietnam was, was insane. No, but, but there's precedent for, for saying, no, just Saddam is horrible, but fuck, it's not our problem. Sorry, guys. Iraqis, you go kill them yourself. We're not going to do anything. That is a, that's a policy we can surely follow sometimes. <laughs> See, I'm not sure I always agree with that policy. So I, I it's contextual. Yeah, absolutely. It is contextual. Of course, contextual. But in essence, what uh, foreign policy uh, based on on war has ever worked out positively? Uh, World War Two. And according to the outcomes. World War Two. So, so here's the thing. In my opinion, the problem that happened uh, in Iraq, the problem favorite. that happened in Iraq, for example. Why do you think World is, War Two started? Why do I think it started? Yeah. Well, there are a lot of complexities to World War II. I don't, I don't think it's I, that complex. Well, I mean, the economic situation in Germany right, was, was a large the, issue. Well, because of World War I. Because of the extreme <laughs> reparations put by the British people, my On the Weimar nation, Republic. By your they people. fucked German people so much that well, they created such dissent that somebody like Hitler could exist. Uh, 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 but you need to be careful making those links, right? Because it's the same as going, uh, America bombs Iraq and therefore... Uh, terrorist attacks happen because once again Post individual over, humans no but individual humans have agency right so uh, your your house gets bombed and your mother and father die and you're now orphaned and you grow up and 10 years later you decide you're going to walk into a, a western city and f- shoot people run them over whatever you decide to do like that's still up to you there's lots of people who've been through the yeah. same yeah in, in almost instances. certainly though uh, had the treaty of size reparations not been as completely the Germans, the Germans probably wouldn't have voted Hitler in. No, no. If there was the Marshall Plan, so the Marshall Plan was giving Germany a hell of a lot of money after World War II to rebuild, right? 
if that Marshall yeah. Plan was in place but, but, in World War One. There wouldn't there wouldn't have been a power vacuum. Like, and so what I'm saying is like I, but but anyway, I guess that was going against your point. Yeah, there, yeah. So let's go back. I yeah. just I just think that Germany sometimes gets yeah. a very bad bad rap. But actually, and even Germany was forced into World War One. Like World War One should yeah. not have happened. They no, should have been allowed to go and got the guy who killed Archduke Ferdinand. Yeah, but but all these things led to the European Union, happen. and we love the European Union. So Stop. I want <laughs> anyway. We want to know what's wrong with capitalism, Rich, because you tickled my fancy. I mean, I mean surely you understand there's a lot wrong with capitalism. No. It depends what you mean by it. It means yeah. everything to everyone, right? I'm a free marketer, so I believe in the market. Capitalism could be anything you want. So what do you mean by capitalism, firstly? I mean as a, as a complete opposite to communism. Well, that's a free market. And Okay, so what's yeah. wrong with it? So are you so here's what often gets so conflated, right? Is 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 no, not at all. Oh, right. So what so what people look at is they'll look at Wall Street and they'll look at um, big corporations who muscle out little guys and 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 basically make sure that and who lobby uh, and, and lobby and all and that but that's not capitalism. That's cronyism. That's and, a form of capitalism. And, 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 no, absolutely. Which is a sure a, a child of sure. But anyone who's purely free market would be against. Yeah. Those principles as well. Such as I They'd am. be against those ideas. The, the, I think the the problem is is that the, where there's confusion that capitalism is crony capitalism and therefore capitalism is bad. Um, or that colonialism is capitalism. Okay, well. so maybe I'm, maybe you're right. Maybe I said the wrong thing. Maybe I used a blanket term. Uh, I'm against the way businesses run in in the current form. I think that. So I'm a, I don't know if you know this, but I'm like an avid strategy gamer. Yes, so I love board yeah. games and things yeah. like this, right? Uh, I'm, I'm almost obsessed with them. And one of the principles is the games have an end condition. So you know, you play, you'll end, and things yeah. will happen. And I realize that businesses, they don't. Their only end condition is growth and they want to consume more. They're like a vacuum, a wealth vacuum. Yeah. Your business exists as a wealth vacuum. How much wealth can I suck into an organization? And yes, it's to distribute to shareholders or things like that, but it's actually a lot of a wealth vacuum. And I think like I wish that there was – I wish the way businesses ran was different. So you're, you're probably right to call me out on it. I don't think it's capitalism as such. But I wish businesses were more purpose-built. And by that, I, I don't mean – Purpose built for, you know, only do good Doing for the things, world yeah. and things like this. Like, it's totally okay, man. If you want to make like a cock extender that, you know, it's just for entertainment and make money off it, it's fantastic. But I wish like things didn't just exist for the sake of constant existence. Because for a lot of the time, I, I sit there with these entrepreneurs. I'm the president of an organization called EO, which is an entrepreneur's organization. I'm the Johannesburg chapter president at the moment. Uh, all opinions are strictly mine alone. <laughs> but, but, Your tweets do not reflect uh, yeah, yeah. anyone else. Fuck, right? I hate that when I see people writing that. No, they do, yeah, asshole. They do, actually, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I sit and I hear people moan about how they never see children. If I have a lunch with a guy and he'll tell me, oh, you know, I'm feeling upset because I'm, I'm, I've been working so hard. And then I think, but you're so wealthy. Like, why, the, why, why are you working much harder? Oh, no, but I want to grow bigger. But why do you want to grow? Growth for the sake of growth is the mindset of the cancer cell. Like, there's, it's, it's a yeah. very silly growth for the sake of growth is yeah. what I'm against. This idea of constant, this, this more vacuum that people create in businesses, that their entire self-worth is derived by how wealthy they can get. Yeah, but those are people, though. I mean, You're when, right, when and you, these are people with agency and all of these when things. When you talk about businesses, we actually mean people within them, right? I mean, the, Cliff Central, the building doesn't pay corporation tax no, right? but we have, the people within it we've inherited does. a construct 
of what it looks like, which was based on these underpinning principles of capitalism and monopolies and stuff like this. Let me just tell you a small little example of where, where I fight against monopoly. Now, economically, we can't argue this. So a mate of mine, this guy called Eugene Black, he's a very Christian guy. We have a lot of uh, debates on, on religion on Facebook, as you do. And uh, he is an importer of board games. Right. And so what he's done now, and there's another little guy that was run for years. His name is Chris. He, he runs, he's an old guy. He's run, he's gray market imported board games forever. And so this guy, gray market board, uh, imports board games and he gets this selection. Now, a few weeks ago, there was a big trade fair called Icon, all like cosplay and comics and things. In the interim, Eugene and the other two distributors, they've merged. So now we have one big distributor that got Chris banned, the one little gray market guy who has one little store in Claremont. So he yeah. was banned. So I walk around the trade fair and I went to the one store that I quite like and I bought some stuff from there. And then I went to the other store, the other store, the other store, and everything was the same. Mm. And then I went and I saw Eugene. And I was like, hey, man, he said, oh, come check, check. And he showed me the warehouse he'd built at the back. It was a complete lie because there were 10 different stores, but every single one of them just walked to his warehouse to get stock. Right. He'd controlled the market completely. Yeah. So on every sense, that was a complete capitalistic success story. He will turn over a great amount of money this, this month, this year, and he'll do absolutely well. But his growth and control of the market over everything got the only other person who was trading outside the rules. Granted, he wasn't doing things properly. He got the only other person banned from there. Therefore, I'm now limited in what I can do. Now, I guess capitalism, by by and large, is to say that all of these guys well, should exist. Well, the free exist. market doesn't support that because the free market isn't anti-competitive. No, it does. It does. No, 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 no. The market's not anti-competitive. It is. No, but uh, no, no, no. And what what Eugene did there was he just created a monopoly. Small guy. Yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily. And, and I'm against prevent. that. But how did you suffer? I suffered because my choice has been limited. Were his prices cheaper? Yeah, but but it's not no, about no. price. No, no. Hold on a second. But here's the what, thing: because price is irrelevant. Give you though. I mean. It is, it is relevant. I mean, it's not relevant for me. I mean, for it, me, I would rather have more choice. Okay. And maybe it's because so, we're so let's go with, let's go with choice then, right? If your choice is limited, <laughs> then there's a perfect gap in the market for someone else to – and this couldn't happen in a non-capitalist free market system. There's a perfect gap in the market for someone to bring in the choice that you want and become a competitor But there's not. Eugene. And this is where capitalism is broken to some degree. Yeah. Eugene now goes – I can go and he's a phenomenal human being and I don't want to feel like in any way what he's doing is yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. But what it's done is – what's right for him. Well, he's doing what's right for, I guess, for maybe, um, maybe for a lot of other people. In the market, is completely correct. Yeah. So he's gone out and he can now negotiate with all the, the game publishers, Plat Hat Games and sure. all these, Asmodee and all these guys around the world. And so now he is able to use them to lock out other competitors because yeah. he ties up the distribution rights. So what he's now doing is creating a bottleneck and controlling the flow of, and I know I sound silly complaining about board games, but I'm just using this as a, yeah, yeah, general, as, example. As a general example. Use it for anything, anything else. So he's now controlled the flow. And the problem is the stronger he gets, Obviously, the more control he has over the flow. So, so this does cause, in my mind, a critical flaw. Now, funny enough, to go back to board games, Monopoly was originally created as the Landlord's Game in 1906 by a lady called somebody Maggie, Elizabeth McGee. And uh, it was to show it, all those years ago that what we were creating in capitalism, allowing monopolies to happen, is so bad. It was actually a guy stole the game and had some of the original spelling mistakes in it and sold it as his own to the Parker Brothers in the 40s. But it was actually originally designed to demonstrate how how bad for capitalism monopolies are. Yeah, but but if you look on a macro scale, right? Who creates monopolies on a macro scale? Like the big monopolies of the world, the states, governments do. 
governments give uh, regulation. They give them uh, separate legal identities. They don't pierce the corporate veil very much. They give them licensing. So try in a bank in South Africa. You can't. Is that something I would How change? do you get a license, right? You can't. That's why we only got four big banks and two or three small ones. Remember when you were talking a few weeks ago, maybe it was last week, whenever it was, about this idea of gender liquidity or fluidity or whatever they call yeah. it, and it's the binary aspects of it. Yeah. And I guess we, we must be careful about having a binary point of view of capitalism mm. or democracy. It's okay to say that I agree with the general principle of something mm. but can still disagree with the way it works. Well, I mean, that's the point of our podcast, with due respect. I mean, that's, that's sure. exactly what Absolutely. you said. Yeah. That's why I was excited to come on here. I think, I think, oh, yeah, I think people, I mean, democracy as an example, that is a commonly held view. That people, you know, the, the Winston Churchill line, it's it's the worst possible system. It's just the best that we have uh, yes, of, yeah, of all the others, you know. And, and I think people realize that every election people go, oh. You know, when they, the, I assume the losing side, I'm, 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 everyone knows I'm a DA voter. So, uh, you know, I'm always on the losing side. So it's fine. I, every election I go, fuck it. I lost, you know, and, and, but I deal with it. I, I don't like the system for that because I don't but think I'm right to have lost. in the system, right? But, so, yeah, I mean, so, that's, that's the point. We yeah. don't challenge the way that, so we can agree that democracy is far better than no democracy. Right, and yeah. I think we all like. Well, we agree sort that people of. should have well, a vote. Well, you see, the, uh, the, the, the thing is, is that as I say, democracy is so far. Uh, Ramon would probably argue this in terms of the anarchy side of things, but I would, you know, from the big choices we have, which are essentially a dictator, uh, probably not a benevolent one, certainly. Um, no. Communism, socialism, yeah, democracy is 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 the best option we've kind of got to pick from. There are some. Kind of other options, but they, I just don't see them being available to us. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's how you structure that democracy, for example. Like, Switzerland for me is the best example of that. The canton system, uh, with, yeah. with direct democracy in each canton. And if each canton directly votes for X, it goes to national vote. Politicians are never yeah. celebrities. And You'll everyone never see does them on a referendum poster. and they say yay or nay and fuck it. There you go. I love that though. I was walking through the streets. We were doing a job for, sorry, we were doing a job for Swiss uh, International Airlines and we were walking through the streets and we saw this dude asking for a petition and we said, why are you doing this? And he said, well, if we get enough votes, we can, we can get this politician voted out. And I said, how many? It was like 10,000. And here's the thing. Like I remember giving a lot of crap when everyone was getting all uppity and excited about the petition to overthrow the government and it got like how many votes? Like I got like a hundred thousand. Oh my God, we're making a change, people. No, you fucking not, because more no, than twenty million. Like the, a petition. Like until such time as you understand, twenty million people have to sign that. That's what the, how democracy works. Yeah. Like, yeah. like we've got to get it more than half. But, but I've said this: no petition ever changes anything. Petitions are stupid. Like they petitions are, are ego drivers. Yeah, but but here's an example. Except in Switzerland, they do change. Yeah, okay. That's so, what I love though. That's yeah. back to your point. Yes. Yeah. Except they're, they're not. They're, Back to Rich's point. Hold on, hold on, hold Just on. Just because I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah. The, on the democracy thing. So, so for example, if, if you suggested a referendum today in South Africa on the death penalty, for example, uh, no, none of us, I don't think, want that referendum to happen because we know what the answer is, right? Uh, most likely. I, I reckon everyone votes yes for the death penalty, which I'm against. Um, no, so, I, I would appreciate the referendum happening and just showing people what. And on gay what, marriage, because the same thing happens with gay marriage. No, the, but the, outcome the thing you don't about want. referendums, it shows the will of the people, and the will of the people can be downright stupid, and people should realize that. So you should hold a referendum for fucking everything, so you can tell people, look how stupid you are, because you're voting for stupid shits all the time. But actually, it's at least referendum. a better gauge, right? Same as having that bigoted minister come in here. Yeah. Like, would it be helpful? And here's why it would be good, because this is why I hate political correctness. Political correctness is, is like the prayer for this 
new religion of liberalism, of perceived liberalishness, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's because everybody doesn't say, now what we've done is we created words that can say one thing when we mean something else. Yeah. But when you have to go into an, into an anonymous little polling booth and cast your vote, that then you'd, you'd actually learn, oh, this is really how the nation thinks. But um, I'm not sure I would be against. The only I problem with knowing how the nation thinks is that if those, if that thinking results in actions that uh, hurt people, then that becomes a problem. Right. I mean, for example, would you ever hold a referendum in South Africa that said all white people should give their businesses completely to black people and leave the country? Um, no, I wouldn't agree with a referendum like that. Because you understand that on a sheer like that would seem on sheer volume and numbers, that would seem like a smart idea. Like if I if I was a black guy, that's how I'd vote. Right. Yeah, totes. That's a good <laughs> idea. Go. And, and 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 so and I guess this is where I go back to saying democracy is broken. It's not. What amazes me is we 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 have a problem, and this is the back to that silly peanut butter uh, analogy, is we have a problem. We exist as a problem, so we create an extreme banding effect. Yeah. We make this shitty Whole Foods peanut butter, and then we think, like, this is a problem solved, and we just complain about the shitty peanut butter. When, in fact, what we need to be doing is saying, well, we don't want to cross the line this way again, but we can certainly improve on the crap we've got. And I also, by the way, understand that you have to create the extreme one first. I'm hoping we're getting close to the border, it, though. Is democracy really the problem, or is it the state? I mean, so – you know, Ramon is going to love me Is Switzerland for this. democratic? How does it work? Absolutely. So Switzerland is run by little provinces called cantons. Uh, okay, they only got four million people, eight million people in Switzerland, right? So each canton, well, four or eight. So each canton is separate from each other. They all got different rules. Um, and then you directly elect your politicians based on a direct democracy vote. And so, then is it based on the amount of, like cantons? Then right, whichever canton has a majority. And then for a federal vote, you need you need the majority of cantons. To um, to approve something is that and not then, dissimilar to us then? Because we vote regionally, no, and then, yeah, or, or like the, America, and there. No, but the, the federal government here has all the power. But you, you can literally track your tax spend, basically. Yeah, and um, as we spend within your canton, for example. So you can you can. It's very transparent. It's much more transparent than you know. All of us go into one giant pool, national treasury, and then yeah. you know mm-hmm. some of your money. In theory, if you were tracking the literal rand, it might end up in some hospital in Limpopo, and you know you might be okay with that, but point is you don't know you have no clue whatsoever you assume the government's doing a good thing i'm just wondering if if democracy is perfectly fine it's the state the state who wants to interfere with people's personal freedoms because you talk about liberalishness you know and it is it is people not understanding you know everyone if you're on twitter uh, in south africa being a liberal's okay because we the the liberals have kind of held their ground to some extent and they still are relatively classical liberals but that is a an, an insult in america to be called a liberal essentially some people you know hold it as a badge of honor but essentially they're just modern social justice warriors uh, the uk is somewhat uh, no different um Liberalism, uh, being a liberal, is really about individual freedoms. Uh, the, the, the state should be there to just kind of make the stuff that you don't want to deal with work. Okay, so for example, if you go with the libertarian view, border security and the police and the justice system, because because you don't want to be like deciding whether that guy stole from her and then like, okay, he, you, you get like a 10 rand fine. They deal with that shit and maybe a bit more if you're classical liberal, then you're happy for them to deal with certain other things. And then you just get on with your life. Like let them stop interfering with your life. So that democracy can still work in that context. A tweet that I sent out on on Renegade Report was that it's up to you to improve your life. It's up to the state to, to let everyone leave you alone to do it basically. 
if you want pure liberalism, that's what it is about. I guess so. That we, your point is that we require some degree of help back as well. Look, and I, 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 this is what I mean. You've swung me. Like, and context is important. I, I, if we were all, if we were three young dudes living in Switzerland, it would probably be a slightly different podcast based on on our current experience. And I guess this goes back to my own. Uh, I want freedom of speech, but what I actually mean is I want freedom of my speech. When mm. I say democracy's fucked, I think I mean yeah. my my current yeah. experience of democracy doesn't make that much sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't care much about experiences here, if I'm honest. But I do think democracy. Lived experience. But I do think democracy is fucked anyway. Um, I just feel it's not right enough. I think we. I think because we solved a problem doesn't mean we should stop yeah. trying to fix it. Stop trying to improve. Right. And I would no. agree that we've probably in recent times gone a bit backwards on this particular project. Uh, you know, I think the American system, we can see that that's, you know, it's not, democracy is a bit of a mess there at the moment. It's great that we got so, that lens. So, some people would argue that, that Brexit, uh, is a mess. Uh, we, we were happy with the result, but, but, you know, the other side says, you know, well, this is chaos. Um, in South Africa, you, you might argue the same thing. Um, you know, I, I think our, our, our political system, the way our democracy is structured, I think is problematic in this country. Oh, don't use that um, word. Come on, man. Uh, Fucking problematic. Okay. It's not problematic. Everything's problematic. It's, 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 it's wrong it's, or it's mal. Well, I think, well, I, well, I think, well, I think it's incorrect. Don't use problematic. I think it's incorrect. Yeah. And the reason I think it's incorrect, for example, is that I don't believe in you don't know who you're voting for as, as the president. You vote for the party and then they can pick any idiot. Uh, yes, we, we know our parties generally tell us before, but I still don't fundamentally agree but with But all it. that's irrelevant anyway. We know exactly what makes nations Great, right? It's private property. It's inclusive uh, institutions. It's about having a justice system and about having the ability to know that uh, you know there won't be a, a dramatic change in in state ownership, you know, in the next hundred years. So yeah, Labour or Tory wins. Fuck, no one really gives a shit. You know, your property rights will be respected and the justice system will carry on. Democracy, you don't need that for democracy, right? Democracy, you don't need a democracy to have those things. You can have those with. Uh, but in a dictator, you can have those under a purely capitalist society, anarchic society. But that's what works. I mean, democracy is Can you have irrelevant. that with anarchy? Absolutely. In what way? Absolutely. If you have think, – well, think of in anarchy how it works is imagine you have all sorts of societies living in a geographical area. They all have their own internal law rules and one would hope that they trade with each other all the time, right? So say Danefern, you know, the – Golf estate, that horrible shithead, hmm. shithouse. Um, I mean, you said I wish I lived there. Oh but God, why? Why? Because uh, it's, it's awful. Nice. It's awful. But, no, but, it's Pleasantville in Joburg. But, yeah, but I would love that. But, but I guess different strokes, right? But you go to Danefern, right? When you walk in Danefern, they say, "Oh, please give me your license." They scan it. They say, "Okay, while well, you're here, you know, at thirty k's an hour here, and you can go see your friends." And there's a clubhouse, and there's internal rules for everything. Cool. You don't want to be part of it. You just don't go fucking live there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everything's privately built. They can make their own rules. Why, why can't we have that on a massive scale? I guess because anarchy allows uh, more. That that's almost a utopic view of anarchy. Yeah, so, so I mean, I, as absolutely. a guy who spent his entire twenties as a punk rock right. advocate and things like that, I, I, I actually there's a slight flaw again. Uh, and that's why I say I, I, I think any rule, any ideal in this complete extremity will fail Absolutely. at some point. Mm. And I think what we need to realize I mean, is there's really all, good bits. That's of, why we have communists. But, but I think anarchy has been framed as guys throwing bricks through windows and looting the televisions. For sure. Right? And that's an unfair no. characterization. In Britain now, anarchy is people with wearing masks going to London wanting more more money for the NHS and more tax on the rich. That's fucking anarchy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I think the framing of anarchy is, is, is because what Ramon's talking about is basically 
basically just community. Well, it's, and, a la- it's a yeah, community over authority. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a horizontal power field. Right? But, but uh, yeah, I guess it's that that is unbridled or uncontrolled communism. To no, some degree, because property rights are respected. Yeah, so you. Yeah, I see what you mean. But well, what I mean it's is, it's not about commu- equality. Yeah, it's not a. It's, no. it's not. A, it's not. Not everyone has to be equal. You, you could. You could. Would still have a guy living in a in a in a shack. Uh, Would there not be chaos? Why? Tell me why. Well, like, <laughs> no like police force. It, no. no well, it seems like such a. It seems like such an obvious answer that, that I feel like it must be wrong in your mind. Well, there's, so, there's so private security. The, you can have private arbitration courts. You can have uh, guilds. But then you judges. just you've just taken centralized services. What you've done in a big company is if, if you were running your country as a big corporation, what you've done is you've taken the HR department and said every single little mini department must hire its own uh, HR, its own police, its own things, its own this. It may create some degree of utopia, but it's, it's a fuck ton shittier to manage. Really, all you've done is privatize the state services. Which, which largely should probably be done. So if you don't, if you don't, if you don't push it as, anyway, right? Yeah, you don't push it as far as as Ramon to complete anarchy and everything. But I, but I private, do get the no privatization of, of of the police force Absolutely. and things like that. It makes, makes perfect sense system. to me. Like I would love that. Uh, so so the, the police force is a bit of a questionable one. The police um, force are enforcers of state policy, irrespective. They, they of can the still have thereof. the they can still have their mandate. Yeah, so driven it, by a, a, a governmental mandate to some degree, but. Because I, I, I guess you, you, you need to be careful because you go back to your crony capitalism example. No, I'm saying you must uphold the the premise of the law. Yeah, like like they can't decide oh, murder is okay. We, you know we have the purge. But but I give you the example of of where a private uh, police force could get become problematic. Private company listed need oh, to need to need to. Stop using problematic. Problematic sometimes can. Be, I mean, I got it on the other side, but it's completely flawed. But there is a difference between broken and problematic. It's one word. More, See, you, I think this is your, your thing. Your gender's problematic. Ramon, you're like a, an extremist. Me. Even like when you said you're even extreme center, like yes. you're extreme. Whereas I, 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 I'd <laughs> like bent. the idea to try to hold. I heard this thing. Do you know Nick Harrell-Ambers from Nick Harry? Yes. He does the socks. Yeah, he sells socks. And he said and to underwear, me, I think. yeah, you know, socks and like thing, you know, super rad guy. You should yeah. get him on. Cause if anyone's got amazing points of view about shit, that, that is like one of my favorite lunches to have. Cause yeah. always he's like, oh, fuck. Good, oh, really? <laughs> good go. Keep money. His amazing points of view about very, very, a uh, very broad group of things. But he once told me to hold firm opinions with a weaker grip. And I thought that's fucking cool. It's like have good, strong opinions, but be willing to let it slip through yeah. the moment it feels. And and I, I try my best to so, have a point of view that's that can yeah. be swung. I mean, I, with respect, I'm in theory I'm an anarchist that the state shouldn't exist, but I'm, I'm a, in, in in practice I'm a very real pragmatist, right? I know very well a vote for the DA is better than a vote for the fucking ANC. That I know that. Currently. Does the system need to exist? Yeah. No, in my head it doesn't need to exist as a system. But because we're in the system, pragmatically it makes sense. So for can I get to my I problematic police example? What problematic police Sorry. example? Which is, which is if they're a, if they're a private organisation, if they're a private company and they uh, have to answer to shareholders and they get uh, money for arrests, for example, then you would see them increase their number of arrests to basically increase their profit. So that's where things like that, which um, where one person has the, has the ability to uh, affect another individual directly, it's maybe not the best idea to give that control to private. And like this that. goes back to my flaw with capitalism. Is if the only end of anything is a wealth vacuum, 
then you're right, it creates problems. But couldn't we have privatization that doesn't have that same financial? Well, so imagine well, privatized, but running as like a, like a section 21 like business. An, like an NGO. Like well, an well, NGO. Yeah, well, look, I mean, greed is, so I, the health schemes are a great example of this. So um, your medical aid is not actually meant to make a profit. Uh, newsflash, right? Uh, it's uh, they're allowed to make uh, the people who manage your medical scheme are allowed to make like eight percent or something like that per year to cover their costs. Um, now we know uh, the largest uh, provider of private healthcare in this country has found loopholes around this and has built a very large, very successful from a, from, a, from a money perspective, from a money perspective, genius company yeah. by doing that. Um, and, and that is a fair argument against the sort of, um, capitalism kind of system. But there, there, you know, that's because essentially rules are being broken. There, there, there are, there are ways to kind of, to, there were things put into place, agreements put into place to try to stop the greed. And unfortunately, it, it, they, haven't, they haven't been followed. Who? But if you support, if you support, Absolute capitalism, then then you can't argue that. And this is my problem is I find that people can get away with a lot. And so I don't know what the word is. I, on one side, I totally agree that I should have like, but I think there has to be better ways of, (laughs) and this is where I sound like a communist. I I want to, and it's, it's, if, if we can, if you can possibly invite me back. Two months from now, so that I can explain to you what I'm trying to do in my business. The only thing is, People are going to be affected in such a way that I can't explain anything sure. now, but I'll take it offline. But yeah. if we can come back and explain to me what I think I'm trying to do to fix it's still capitalist, but it's distributed capitalism. So it, and it's, it's a merit. It's distributed capitalism based on what you bring in should be percent uh, related to what you get out. Yeah. And that's where I think we fucked it at the moment. Sounds like employment to me. So, so sorry, what I was just saying yeah, is, I think is it's flawed. The, yeah. the greed and you, it's not free market because what's happened there is crony capitalism in, in, in my opinion. And I don't want to get too much into it. It's a specific topic. I mean, it could but, be a subject, but, yeah. But, 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 but yeah, it's, it's, uh, that is, that is cronyism. What's, what's gone on in that sort of industry. Um, and that's, that's problematic. And I agree with you on, on that perspective. Um, Ramon, Ramon <laughs> it is, is your Ramon favorite is day. We're going to have a case. I'm going to bring a bingo card. <laughs> and, and okay, I'm going to I'm going to stop using the word problematic because Ramon do. is about to have a stroke. Jesus, he's he's going to have a stroke. It is definitely the word of the day, though. Like if you if you if if you have at home word of the day toilet paper, just want to get a big shit. I guarantee you, problematic. If, what if you, you go back and listen to this podcast and tell me how many times we said problematic. Up until now, every, well, every you time it's win. Problematic is saying something with, with absolutely saying nothing at all. It's like it's like these social justice words on campus saying, "Oh, that's problematic." No, problematic means that there is it's not a problem yet, or there's a symptom. It's like, it's like, right, it's, it's, it's it recognizing is, a fault in something. Didn't say it. it's like recognizing or, a fault or in a something. fault that could happen. Like because I guess you could then say it's a fault, but if something's problematic, it's something that could it's it's a it's a condition that leads to something happening worse. And I think I don't think it should be an embargo on the word. <laughs> no, not at all. But Jesus. I, I, there we go. Yeah. So okay, you got in uh, to huge trouble. Uh, it wasn't even problematic. It was. I know. I know. We've got. We've got. We've What's been on going. You to go? I, no. I know. I've got to go Sorry, save lives just now. Half past as well. Yeah. Okay. So we'll oh, five shit. minutes. Two but minutes. you got Perfect. into trouble for your rant on. Uh, well, you get into lots of trouble. Transphobic rant. Let's just um, say transphobic. Um, yeah. So transgender bathrooms. Uh, so let's like lump it all together. I think the transgender those, I think those stuff, are problematic. The social justice stuff. Um, What's your what's your issue with all these people? 
So, <laughs> so uh, I don't have an Here issue. I'm setting with, you up. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fantastic. But except that it's, I think you. But so the alphabet soup thing makes me laugh, right? The FMCG, yeah, whatever. LGBT. Yeah, it's like like I do get it. I don't. The Q thing does confuse me a little bit because when I ask people what does the Q stand for, they say queer, and then they say what does queer mean, and if you look in the dictionary, means you know lesbian or gay. And I'm like, oh fuck, why we've just added an extra letter to the soup? Like this doesn't doesn't make sense to me. But um, anyway, uh, what I got accused of is being anti, and this is the problem of people's point of view. You, it's so binary mm. that they can't understand. So first of all, people say to me, I'm being anti. Uh, I backed a Kickstarter campaign the other day that supported lesbian women, and I said okay. And then I read the the thing. It was it was for lesbian coders. So I said cool. Mm. So I went on and I said, um, I backed it. I backed it, and Nick, so I could comment. And then, and it was all about LBG. We were looking for LGBT, LGBT, blah, blah. and I said, but it's not. It's actually not because if I was a gay male, may I may I join the program? No. Okay, well you're not LGBT then. You're just L. Like let, let's be honest here. You're completely you're not. You're like fuck you if you're not. Gay. So then I so I left a comment and said, hi. I just want to know, I am a male. I was born male, but I've always identified with being female. I'm <laughs> yeah, transgender, female, lesbian, because I still like vagina. May I get on your program? So you Caitlyn Jenner? Well, yeah, exa- I've got yeah, but exactly. you haven't transitioned. But I haven't transitioned yet. But yeah. I, again, don't judge. Uh, and so, yeah. but I still love my wife, who's a smoking hot woman. So, so. Can I sign up for the campaign? Anyway, hold on. That's a whole different argument. That right. one, they didn't get back to me, and I ended up withdrawing my 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 pledge. Your support. But um, what what happened there with the toilet thing? It was so simple, and it's really really easy for me. I have an eight year old daughter. I don't want my eight year old daughter. I, I when I get out of the shower, I don't, some people aren't like this, and I totally respect that. A lot of British people, Scandinavian people, I get out of the shower and I put on a towel. Yeah. And I walk past, and I think, you know, I actually don't want my, my son is now thirteen. He's got like his junkers, and he's pretty proud of it. It's like dad, I got the big, you know, it's like a monster. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a bit proud of myself, but um, uh, the, the, he, I don't want him walking around now. Like now, I don't want my son bathing with my daughter. Now, you guys can think that's bad parenting. It's just it's my personal. No, point. I think you that's completely normal parenting. Right. But, but I think normal parenting has become this thing. Regressive. Well, well, firstly, we're not allowed to say the word normal because there's nothing normal, which is bullshit. There are things that are yes. normal. That the majority of people see as the way to do things. Right. That's what normal is. No, but that doesn't make it um, normal, though. Even if I was abnormal, though, not, even if it was yeah. abnormal, it's just how I choose to bring up my kids, right? Sure. So, like, so yeah. here's my thing. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I don't want, I don't want my daughter. I've chosen to not show my my junk yeah. to my eight year old daughter Bailey. Now, let's say she goes to the Virgin in Carolina. And and a guy walks in and he's got a knob and he decides that because he identifies with a woman he should not have to go through the ordeal of changing in in another toilet in a in a male toilet so yeah. he wants to change in front of my daughter now I am not opposing any point of his rights to do anything in his life to identify go get a job as do these things I am complaining that I do not want him to take off his clothes. In front of my daughter because he has a penis and I'm not comfortable with that. Now, that happens to mean that I oppose a law that allows that. What people get confused with is they think that I'm against someone being transgender. No, of course they do. A few weeks ago, my son's school, an amazing school called Parkman's College, wrote out a thing and said, Dear parents, we're just letting you know that one of our students who identifies more as a female uh, would like to – or sorry, the other way – identifies more as a male, would like to now be called such and such. We are building special bathrooms on the facility, uh, unisex bathrooms that they can use, and we would appreciate everyone's... Con- everyone's. Uh, I'm like, this is fucking amazing. This is awesome. And I actually tweeted a link of it but without even thought. I didn't even... In my mind, they weren't even related. 
Mm. And then this guy came back and said, oh, look how quickly you've changed your views. I said, no, I'm not. I haven't changed my views. I'm not even vaguely. Yeah. I completely support. But had that, they turned around and said that a, a 17-year-old boy identifies as being a, a girl and wants to change in the girl's toilets, I would have said, I would have actually said to them, guys, come find another plan. Like, let them come out. Let them wear the boys' clothing. Let them do anything you want, but don't let them change in front of my daughter. Yeah. And so, so people are confusing. And this is where this all frustrates me, is that you have to have – an opinion today you have to be one way you have to think it's x or y. you're either yeah. you are or you're not you're either pro uh fuck what black lives matter or you're all lives matter you're you're like i do agree with black lives matter and i absolutely agree but i think let's talk and we're gonna we have to go layers systematically if you're a policeman in america and you spend nine tenths of the robberies and crimes and things you go to and it happens to be one race you, you're probably going to be slightly more judgmental about that or maybe you've exposed it right this bear into mind that a part of the reason that happens is because those people were so repressed and the system is all fucked and i totally get it but while I totally support that, that policemen should not be quite as, uh, uh, you know, as forceful and black lives certainly do matter, I, I loved what that, um, the black police chief in, uh, oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, great, great guy. Yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> stop complaining and come and join the police force and yeah. you can change it from within. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where I go back to, I guess, my freedom of speech thing. Stop your selectivism, hashtagery, like, and, and start actually changing shit. And that's why most of the time I end up just talking about board games and stuff that I actually get involved with and give a shit about. Because mm. I'm not willing to be that outspoken about stuff that I'm not willing to actually change. Mm. So the things I was talking to you about capitalism and things like this is because I'm about to change the entire way I work to suit that. I could be completely wrong, and you may call mm. me an asshole, an idiot, but at least I'm willing to put my yeah, conviction behind it. Yeah, but you need to speak it. out. You need to speak out. You need, the reason you need to speak out is because your opinion does matter, and because th this is this is how the left wins the argument, right? They, the, so the way they've traditionally done it is uh, the minute you do speak out, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're a xenophobe, you're a misogynist, you're all these terms, and people are so terrified of being those things, um, which they aren't just because somebody says they are, especially someone on the internet, um, that they stop giving their opinion. They stop giving the other side of the argument. And so Black Lives Matter, which we, we don't have the time to get into now, but um, there are, there's validity to some of what they, they say and are trying to advocate for. And there's a whole lot of trash. Uh, but as you say, the problem is, is the opinion is always seen as, as a minute you go, I uh, have a problem with Black Lives Matter because, right? The minute you start saying that, the assumption is you're completely against Black Lives Matter. So it's the binary X or Y. Against all black people in total. Why hashtag, hashtag, you know how Time Magazine has like a person of the year and it's like a smiley or a emoji or something? Yeah. There should be a, a, a like I, I, the hashtag is probably society's biggest fuck up. It's, it's, it's what it's done is distilled very, very complex ideas mm. into small little microscripts yeah. and taglines yeah. that form people's entire opinion. You, they, there are people who have an entire policy based on like roads must fall, black lives matter, things like this. That's their fucking political point yeah. of view. Pray for X. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pray for X. Yeah. And, and this is a problem. This, this hash, hashtagivism or whatever it's called. It's, it's, it, well, it's actually the sectivism is one thing, but oh, I'm right. saying the, the idea of distilling yeah, you, you, very you, you, complex yeah. points of view into one line into, into a Completely distilled line is yeah. very, very flawed. Anyway. Right. Sure. Thank you so much Shit, for having me, gentlemen. Rich, when you're next in town, let us know. We're happy to have you back. 
Yeah, with pleasure. I think for sure. I have an hour and fifteen minutes, and uh, I, I need to school you more on uh, the free market. I would love to hear more. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good chat, man. That and I great. will happily come as a student, not as a teacher. So uh, I will, I will take anyone schooling anytime. We'll, we'll have you back when you've uh, democratized your business. There we go. Looking forward to it. <laughs> awesome. Great. So catch Rich on Twitter, Rich Mulholland at, at Rich Mulholland. And, and then on Gareth's show every Monday, right? Not every Monday. M- most Mondays. Most yes. Mondays. Mondays, like, yeah, when I'm around uh, five to eight, I think it is about. Right. Four to pick, eight. pick something that pisses him off and, 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 and goes off, which is, is usually a lot of fun, whether you agree <laughs> or disagree. And your, your notebook, uh, Human Rights, what's that? If you go to humanwrit.es. And have a look It'd be awesome I'm Fantastic. really quite proud of it So I'd love it If you if you need a notebook yeah, come Take a one. look at it. It's a charity As well as your white privilege Do that no. Cool Awesome It's hey. actually trying to make me money though So you understand <laughs> <laughs> Fine, No problem Excellent uh, We love capitalists um, As usual uh, This is the Renegade Report You can find us on Facebook The Renegade Report uh, Twitter At Renegade underscore report Ramon is at Roman Kabanak I'm at Jonathan underscore wit Please uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can also find us on Pocket Cast and the Cliff Central app. If you want to email us your hate mail uh, or your love mail, uh, we will happily take it. Renegade Report Mailbox at gmail.com. See you next time. Central.com.